Welcome back to the Turn on the Music podcast. This is episode 26. We are in our holiday season. So for those that missed last week, we started off with some uh, Halloween music. We are going to get into the spirit of Christmas and start talking about some Christmas and holiday music. And to do that, I am joined by my good friend CJ. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good. You, you've really gotten it down where you don't introduce yourself anymore. Yeah, it's, it's such a habit now. <laughs> I don't have a prayer of introducing when, myself anymore. When you meet new people, do you just go, I'd like to introduce you to my friend Chris. <laughs> I, can only, I, I can only do this without, I can't do this without him or CJ or whatever, I, I, whatever his name I, is. I, I, I walk around with a picture of you. <laughs> CJ. I, I'm happy to be here with Kyle. Oh, thank you. That's no, good. I'm, I'm glad he he knows his name. If you say Kyle, he does respond. <laughs> he's, I'm sorry. Did you say something? He's giving me a middle finger through the screen. <laughs> you just can't see it. Oh boy. So how was your week, sir? As you take a big swig of something. I was. I was. I was. It was like I was doing like a little pause before I answered. Um, it was good. We uh we had our conference last Friday that went really really well. It was our first live one after being in a pandemic. Um, nice. So we got some really good feedback from it, and it's really great. And it was my first one being able to be a part of this group on the back end of making sure everything ran smoothly. So I really enjoyed it. The keynote speaker was fantastic. Um, uh, if you are in education, the keynote speaker was uh, Mr. John Spencer. And I think he's phenomenal. I think he's uh, has such a great mindset. He has a few books out. One of his books is called Vintage Innovation. Um, I think it's something that, like I said, if you're in education or just are, a, you know, whether you're in it or something that you're just have a passion about, he's definitely someone to take a look at. Uh, um, otherwise, it was just nice to kind of come out of that and not have to go crazy planning it anymore. I mean, we, we going to start for the next one for next year, but right. Yeah. Um, otherwise that was it. How about yourself? Um, I mean, it's been really crazy recently We're <clears throat> so it's weird the way that our, our company works, like our fiscal year starts in October. It's interesting. Strange. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, because then, yeah, no, that's about right. Cause I think Apple do, does that. Right. Does, do they? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Know. I might be wrong. I might be completely wrong. Don't quote me. I'm wrong. But it's, yeah, it's, it's weird because like we start the fiscal year in October and then like November we have like Thanksgiving break and then like most of the people are off like two weeks in December. So we're trying to like cram all this stuff into like October and November a little bit because everyone's off in December and then it's like we take time off and then we start again in January. So it's it's weird to like start a year and then have a break and then start again. It's just it's bizarre. But they probably do it because they know it's not going to be busy at the beginning of the fiscal year for you guys. Yeah. And then yeah, it it'll is. just pick up as it goes to the. That's interesting, though. Right. Yep. The to to, so, yeah. to the point we've both been busy enough that typically we're texting every day just because we're just annoying each other. But like the past yeah. few days, we both have been so yeah. busy that it's been yeah. It's it's like I'm learning who Kyle is all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you uh, listened to anything recently? Um. I did put on Polyphia from the last episode. I was awesome. I did listen to the album that you recommended. Uh and then I haven't really changed up much because of the fact that things have been a little busy. But that was probably the newest thing. I did Robert Randolph and the Family Band. I've been a colorblind that album a couple times. And then I've just 
So, as you know, I, I do listen to metal and this odd stuff. So periodically when I'm driving, I'll ask Siri to play Power Metal Essentials. Mm-hmm. Now, when the first time I asked for it, I didn't know what to expect because I never really, I didn't really listen to the genre of power metal, but it's like, it's like fantastical metal. Like there's this, it's like this epic play to it. Um, and there's like a, there, there's, a, there's a story, there's everything. And, and I'm sure the albums tell a story, but it, it, I, I, so I like to call it fantasy metal. Cause it's just this epic thing and they're just singing about this epic hero or this epic moment mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just so, and some of the notes, some of these guys sing, like you just, you're like, are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? <laughs> so, and, but the, but the, the musicianship is phenomenal and the speeds that they play at. Mm. Oh my goodness. Like I've just like the drummers, the guitarists, everybody. And, yeah. and at first I was like, this has got to be sped up. And it's, and, and when you hear them sing, they're not sped up. Like you think, th- mm-hmm. you know, so I, I've been on that. The, um, the, have you listened to Coheed and Cambria at all? I did. I did. I think okay. that's kind of why, like I started asking for it. And then one of the, I, Dragon Force is a popular mm-hmm. group, Yep. you know? So, um, it's it's that type of stuff because they're on that playlist. Gotcha. So I've been listening to okay. kind of that stuff, kind of like a little not out of the norm, but just stuff I don't typically turn on. Nice. So it's good. How about yourself? Uh, it's been the same since last week. It's it's mostly Tedeschi Trucks Band, um, and then a little bit of Polyphia, and a little bit of Mingo Fishtrap. I went back to them oh, nice. for a little bit. So I can see Mingo Fishtrap being a segue from. Um, the Tedeschi Trucks yes, band, the Tedeschi yeah, Trucks. absolutely. Yeah, I could totally yeah. see that. Yeah, a lot of blues, funk, soul, right. horns, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but not yeah, nothing out of out of the ordinary. Um, yeah, yeah, nothing really new, you know. But we'll we'll, we'll get some new stuff in soon, yeah. I'm sure. But it's really so. funny though. I was uh, because we're you're, when this comes out, October will be over. But. I was just texting a friend of mine earlier and I said, I have not watched one horror movie this whole entire month of October. Really? Not completed one. Cause some of the ones I've been watching are so boring. I fall asleep in them, <laughs> but I have not fi- like typically I'm watching one a night. Mm-hmm. I try to, I try to lock in 30, ep- 30 movies, 31 movies. Mm-hmm. I have not. So the only horror movies I've watched are the Yankees playoff games. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's because boo Yankees. Yeah. Speaking of, of last week's Horror. episode. Um, <laughs> Horror. Um, I, I did make a mistake last episode that I should correct, um, and it relates to baseball. So we talked about um, the actor who played Hagrid passing away. Yes. And I called him Robbie Thompson, and it's Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Thompson is the manager for the Philadelphia Phillies. So I apologize for that. And I didn't catch but, it when you did it. <laughs> yeah. So... I realized it afterwards and went, ooh, that was wrong. So, but yeah. So, let's move on to our episode this evening, which is holiday music. And this is, so, oh boy. When. (laughs) This is so good. I'm so glad it started this way. (laughs) It's going to be a journey. I I remember the first time I saw Bela Fleck and the Flecktones, it was at uh, the Tilla Center, actually. And a friend of ours got me tickets really really cheap i think i paid like 12 bucks for the tickets. that's awesome um and i brought my roommate from college who was a big victor wooten fan 
And I remember Bayless saying at one point, I think it was probably at the beginning of the show, that hold on tight, we're going to take you on this like epic journey to like outer space or something. And they sure did. And um, I remember one of the songs they played was a song called Stomping Grounds. And in that song, towards the middle end, they all kind of solo and kind of play off each other. Well, Jeff Coffin, the saxophone player, started playing If I Only Had a Brain. And then Victor, of course, played, you know, another Wizard of Oz song and Bela played another Wizard of Oz. And they just started playing them on top of each other. And like that was the kind of concert it was. This episode is going to be kind of like that where we're going to go from like choral music to very strange (laughs) other kinds of music and then to Bela Fleck and then back to like pop kind of music. Well, And just a little like to give a little background to it. The way we started off the season was Halloween because we, I just thought it would be fun. And Kyle was like, yeah, right. let's do it. The next two or three episodes. So this one is Kyle talking about mm-hmm. the music that kind of rings holiday for him. The next yeah. episode, I'm going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then the third episode, we're going to talk more about the instrumental stuff, yeah. which is why this is a crazy journey for Kyle because he's highly instrumental mm-hmm. and I'm sure it was a big challenge for you. It was. And there, there's a lot of instrumental here. I'll be honest. Well, and that's fine. But I've, that's why it's going to be a good journey. So, <laughs> right. And I, I kind of looked at it this way. I'm going to do like more classical stuff for that instrumental episode. So, um, so Kyle, I, please, you have no idea what you're in store for <laughs> Kyle. I'd like to everyone. I'd like to introduce you, Kyle. The journey of his holiday music. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to start with a story because this is one of my fondest memories, I think. Uh, I remember in high school, one of the things that we did was we sang a concert every year at a church in Centerport called Our Lady Queen of Martyrs. And if you've never been there, it is a, it's a rather large church, but it's shaped in like a giant octagon. And you know that from previous episodes that our choir liked to sing in the round. So we sang in the round of this church and my first year I was terrified because despite having 80 people in there, the size of this church, there was a good 15 feet in between the people that were next to me. So trying to hear the other parts and then knowing that three feet away from you are audience members, it's a little freaky. Um, so the, the nice thing is that because of that training, uh, I've done this a lot and I, I'm very comfortable doing it now. In fact, I don't know if you remember when we were in college, we sang with Judy Collins. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if that was a holiday concert. I think it was, but it might not have been. I don't think I don't remember. I, I don't know, remember. But I also sang for Andy Williams at Westbury Music Fair. You mentioned that. And yes. I... I was in the aisles of Westbury Music Fair, and that's kind of a similar, similar thing. And you know, because of the training that I got in high school, um, that concert, you know, in particular, I walked in like four hours before the concert. We had one rehearsal with the band, and I was the only tenor, and that was it. You know, it was one rehearsal, and that was the show. So um, the first one I'm going to play for you is actually my high school. This is my first year. Um, And this is one of the pieces that we did. This is not from the church. It was a concert a couple of weeks later. But this is a a piece from Handel's Messiah. 
I know I said I was going to do classical, but I'm going to do a little bit of classical um, for this. Uh, but this is called And the Glory of the Lord, um, performed by my high school choir. So take a listen. in two weeks um and not an easy piece but we did it in, in about two weeks um and this was the opening to our concert um and the same night one of our other traditionals that we did every year uh was a piece by harry simeon um called do you hear what i hear So that was one we did every year, and um, I've done it several times after with churches. Just a really fun, you know, kind of thing. And it's every time I think about Christmas, I think about going back to that. It was just such a, so formative in my music journey. Um, and because we did it, you know, three years in a row, it was just kind of a thing. And part of that concert, all of our alumni came back, and we had seven traditionals that we sang all together. And again, we were in the rows of the audience during that part of it. So pretty cool. That's awesome. Did you, uh, did the, the one that you learned in, in a two week span, did you guys have to yep. have it memorized or did you? Yep. Memorized. Oh, really? Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were a little bit different. I think, I don't know how other high schools are, but we had rehearsals every day. Um, it was part of the school day. It was same here. You know, our fourth period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had as a And yep. then we also had a Monday night rehearsal from seven to nine thirty. So we had night rehearsals, but not as often as that. Yeah, it was, we had yeah. weekly. So that's very cool. So m moving along, um, this is what I did just a few years ago. So I was working with a church and one of the kids, uh, he's, I guess not really a kid anymore because his voice is lower than mine. Um, <laughs> he came to me and said, I want to do this for Christmas Eve. And I looked at it and I went, oh, that's ambitious. Um, and he wanted to do a pentatonic song. And I was like, all right, well, we don't have the voices to pull it off. It's basically me and you. <laughs> and your mom like that's that's all we can pull off like there's there's nobody else we don't have you know and he was singing bass obviously um so my job was to try and figure out how to make this whole thing work so i found a piano reduction of it um but there is so much going on and it's so cool as a vocal piece 
that I, I just I had to play it. Um, this is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen performed by Pentatonix. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Dun, dun, dun. God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. It's just so clean. It is, and they are. They're very clean. That's the slow part. (laughs) You know, they (laughs) they pick up the tempo later on, and it is. And trying to play all of that, and you know, I had to play it three times that night. And I, by the time I was done, I was like, "Thank goodness we're done." (laughs) But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And I and and Sam, if you're listening, uh, you did a wonderful job. And um, I miss Sam a lot because he was a good kid, and his brothers are. A cellist and a trumpet. He has twin brothers that played uh, the trumpet, the cello. So, um, actually, studies with with Rachel. Oh, that's awesome! Cellist, which is pretty cool. So we're gonna move along um, to um, grunge music. Grunge music. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're getting <laughs> So I chose this one. Uh, you and I are both fans of the piano guys, and I've done a number of um, of arrangements of the piano guys. Um, in fact, Rachel and I have done um, their version of O Come Emmanuel and What Child Is This? Uh, we did it. Um, uh, there's one of the How Great the Art they did, they did that we've performed together. And for a while when we were in the same church, it was kind of an annual thing. We would do one for Christmas and then one for like, you know, Lent or Easter or something like that. Um, so anyway, this is this is the, the, the piano guys. Uh, it's a group of four guys in this uh, in this piece. And believe it or not, there's only one instrument in this arrangement, which is when you hear all that they get out of this one instrument, it's pretty interesting. So this is called Angels We Have Heard on High. It's all done on one piano, played by four different people at the same time. Um, they use a bow that they have rip, ripped the tip off, 
and they stick it in the strings. So that's how you get the like the bowing sound. There's a lot of plucking going on and hammering on, um, and they use the, they hit the soundboard of the of the piano to get the percussion sounds. Um, there's a video of them actually doing it, so you can watch how they choreograph the whole thing, and they're running around the piano. There, you know, it's really done very well. Um, but they're just they're a brilliant group. They they do the same thing with. Uh, that's because you're beautiful. I think so. I think that's the one. Yeah. yeah. So you do the same thing with that as well. Um, So yeah, um, piano guys. They they have I think three Christmas albums out now, and a host of other things. They've got some really wonderful YouTube videos. You know, I think that's where they started was YouTube. I think so. And then Sony Music Um, picked them up. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. There's there's one where they they mix. uh, it's it's a Bach uh, two part invention and um, I want you back by Michael Jackson. Oh, that's so kind of you. I, I want you back to. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, boy! Don't don't get started with bad jokes. I I have a whole page of them that I can go pull up. I know, and start but bad jokes. I have a feeling more are coming with your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> So um, as we move along, I mentioned I th- last week, I'm sure I mentioned this, but um, I watch YouTube more than anything. I don't really watch television anymore. Um, and I get recommended a lot of videos. And I remember I found this video, I think it's about two years ago now, and maybe three. And I remember like when I found it, it was five years old. And I remember like yelling at YouTube, like, how is it possible that you took this long to recommend this video for to me? Like... I don't understand it. Like it is just, it screams me and I don't know how that's kind of scary that it screams Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know how much of this I'm going to play for you, but I think I'm going to stick the whole thing in the episode. Um, because I think we can, cause it's, it's just improvising off of a, a hymn. So, um, this is a a group from Brooklyn. There are a, church praise band um, from an Adventist church in Brooklyn Um, and they do a 15 minute version of Joy to the World and I'm going to put the link to the the video in there because you have to watch them play this because one we talk a lot about how music is a language and if you like you can listen and hear how these ideas like start to develop and then they start like improvising and playing off of those ideas but there's there are some other like cues like the the bass player kind of taps his head when he wants to go back to the, the top of the piece. Um, there are a couple times where you can see them kind of point up to transpose and, and modulate into a different key. There are other times where they don't. There's they, they just just by playing they know that they're going to modulate. Um, and the bass player and the and the keyboard player together, the interaction between the two of them, they're just you know dancing and, and you know joking around with each other. All as all of this is going on. And I, the drummer, I don't know. I mean, the, he looks kind of young, maybe 18, 19-ish. The energy in this kid, I, I, he is just nonstop the entire time. So this is Joy to the World. I'm still figuring how to get the saxophone here. I'll sign you up, brother. God bless you.
and it's just it's just nonstop energy for an entire fifteen minutes. It's incredible. And I was going through the comments because some of the com- comments are really funny, um, you know, because they they change keys I think seven times throughout the whole thing, and you know, so there's jokes about how many times it changed keys. And the bass player, like I say, keeps tapping his head when it goes back to the to the top of the piece. And one of the comments is, you know, rumor has it the bass player is still tapping his head, you know. <laughs> um, but I found a comment from I think it was last year where the organ player, the organist in the in this uh, group, he he commented and said. I can't believe that you guys are still listening to this after eight years. Uh, it, it hit like three million views at this point, so uh, it really cool that he he, he kind of came in just to see what was still going on. So uh, very very interesting. But it just it it but. goes to show you how music is so. What's the word? Um, transcendent. Nah, mm-hmm. is that the word? That's a good word, I guess. Because eight uh, years later, it's still an amazing thing. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. not like, t- it's not like, Oh, that was eight years ago. We could do so much better. It's, it's not that right. it's right. a, no, it's still amazing eight years later mm-hmm. and you may not be able to find someone to do it better. I'm not saying it's right. not possible. I'm just saying you may not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yep. that's the big thing there is that even the player is just shocked that, mm-hmm. Hey, eight years later, there are still people listening to this. Yeah. But I mean, that's what's that's the beauty of music. Some music just transcends time, and some music, you know, mm-hmm. falls years later just because, you know, whatever the yep. case may be. Yep. And it's, I mean, if you're interested in in looking to see what music as a language and hear what music as a language is, as far as I'm concerned, that is a masterclass on how to speak the musical language. Um, it's just, it's brilliant. It's it really, really is. Um, and and. <laughs> Here's where we take a left-hand turn. Um, So I have very few traditions when it comes to Christmas because as a church musician, you kind of are in the church season all year round. Right. So when it's December, you're you're in the church season and you're already thinking about what you're going to do next year because you have to hire your brass players or your string players like a year in advance. So you have to kind of think about that a year ahead and then... You know, after Christmas is over, you start kind of planning for the Advent season, which happens four weeks before Christmas, you know, and as you're going through Easter and then, you know, Easter, you know, you plan Easter right after you finish planning Christmas. And then like in in August, you know, that's when choir starts and you start rehearsing Christmas stuff in August or September. So it's really kind of an all year round thing. So I I really kind of get sick of Christmas, um, (laughs) but because it is it is it was all year round for such a long time. And, you know, as an organist and as a church musician, um, it wasn't just one service and you're done. Like I, I did a church where it was I had four services on Christmas Eve, one on Christmas Day. And it was it was just a marathon. By the time I was done, it was like, I just I need a, I need a nap for a month. Like I, I need a break. And then you had to go back next Sunday morning, which they always joked around. It was called Wood Sunday because you could see the it was so empty. You could see the wood of the pews. <laughs> um but anyway, I digress. Uh, so I have very few traditions. One of the traditions is um, I watch the Top Gear Christmas special every Christmas day. Oh, uh, that's which is the good. one where they yeah. where they, 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 they drive through Bethlehem. Yes, yes, yes. Jeremy walks on water and yes. they buy the Nintendo DS. So good, yes. <laughs> such a great episode. Um, so I watch that every year. And then I listen to this album every year. Uh, it is quite the departure from <laughs> everything we've heard so far. Um 
it is it is an album from my childhood from Nickelodeon. Um, it the best way to describe the album is they try to take um, funny words and make them funnier and stick them into Christmas songs. So this is from the album called Croc O Christmas uh, by Ren and Stimpy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and this is uh, the first track off the album called Fleck the Walls. Stimpy, I'm home. all this mess? Cabbage husks and meat rinds stapled to the ceiling. Dirty diapers hanging from every corner. And what's with that stupid hat? It's a tomato skin hat, silly. Don't you remember what today is? Oh yeah, I forgot. It's all idiot Eve. Now clean up this mess! No, no, Ren. These are decorations. And today... It's the shabbiest holiday of the year. It's Yaxmas Eve. Really? Yeah, and look, I made you a hat too. Say, now that's smart looking. And stinky too. It looks like it's made out of celery string. Right you are, pal. Hmm, now I'm in the holiday spirit and not a moment too soon. Look, out the window. <gasps> it's the shaven yak. In his enchanted canoe. Come on, everybody. Put on a hat made of garbage and let's go Yaxmas caroling. <laughs> Fuck the walls with stinky diapers. This season, Yaks get shaven. We now are rubber nipples Fill your uncle's boots with coleslaw It is the most ridiculous album ever How did they get an orchestra and a choir to sing with them? Because they can I'm concerned for you, child <laughs> <laughs> So there's, there's that That's obviously their version of Deck the Halls um, they have a song called Cat Hairballs, which is Jingle Bells. I mean, they have a version of the 12 Days of Christmas. It's, I laugh every time I hear it. Uh, it is the dumbest album I've ever listened to in my life, and I love it to death. So, yeah. I don't know what else to say. That, that, <laughs> you, that wasn't like a left-hand turn. That was like veering off the side <laughs> of a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're about to climb back up the cliff. Um because we're going to move to Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones. What? What? <laughs> when, when you were writing this down to create this episode, because uh-huh. we don't really like it. Most of it's unscripted, but we kind of give ourselves a skeleton just so we stay on task. Yeah. What, what were you thinking? I was not. Because <laughs> there's no, like, I have a little bit of an OCD and my OCD just went, what? <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was going to be a very bizarre well, episode, and I was going to take you on a long journey. It's fine. I'm just um, I'm concerned. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the the next several pieces are from my favorite Christmas album ever, and that is the album Jingle All the Way by Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. Um, 
it is much like this episode it takes you on a journey it has i mean everything from the bach christmas oratorio to the nutcracker suite to 12 days of christmas which i'm about to play for you i mean sleigh ride it's got um a, a group called the alesh uh, ensemble which is a group from tuva uh, and they do traditional Tuvan throat singing with uh, traditional Tuvan instruments, which you'll hear. Um, and then there's just so much going on. I had to play a lot from this album. So we're going to start with the most complex one, which is the 12 Days of Christmas. This one is, it's related to Polyphia in a way, because we talked last week about math rock and how they have all of the different you know, time signatures changing and all these angular melodies and all these distant chords. Well, I mentioned that Bela Fleck is kind of a master at this as well, and this is a great example of it. So the 12 Days of Christmas, um, what he did with this is every day is its own time signature. So the first day is in one, the second day is in two, the third day is in three, the fourth day is in four all the way up till 12 and as they're counting down from like 12 back down it starts in 12 then it goes to 11 then it goes to 10 which you'll kind of hear the other thing he does is if you know anything about music you'll know that we have 12 different tones that we can choose from and essentially 12 different keys major or minor Um, and because it's 12 days of christmas each day is in a different key so not only is he changing time signatures as he goes he's changing keys by a half step each day so i'm going to play for you starting at 12 all the way back down to one so you can hear them count from 12 to one and change keys every single day on the way down this is bela fleck and the fleck tones 12 days of christmas not only that but they each play different instruments so uh, Victor's playing upright bass cello and electric bass Jeff Coffin's playing saxophone and clarinet uh, Bela plays a, th- a different kind of banjo at some point and obviously the, the Tuvins five Tuvins sing in that that um, little section there so uh, yeah I, I don't know what else to say about that one it's just and and what I love about it is just like I, even after all of that key change and rhythmic changes it it doesn't sound awkward, I don't think. But but that's him. Like he's right. always 
had this yeah. uniqueness mm-hmm. to his whatever if he's ranging it. I don't know if someone else arranged. I'm assuming it's him. You know, yeah, it's, it's gotta it, be. So the way it works is he he kind of comes up with the ideas, but he lets the guys right. in the group write their own parts. But I, and and then that goes back to that group the 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 church from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So whether they play mu- they play music with each other every week or they played it that one or a few times during the holidays it's yeah. that same concept where it's like they knew each other well enough that yeah. they could go off and play and mm-hmm. do whatever and still make it fit the only difference right. is, is they were improvising on the spot which i'm not saying bella fleck and the fleckhones can't do i'm sure and right. i know they have done it yes but yeah, to, to take a piece that we've all come to love and it's a straightforward, you know, first day of Christmas, you know, like that Mm -hmm. and, you know, go, Hey, listen guys, we're going to do this to it. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. And they figure it out and they play it. And then, yeah, you know, that just that whole thing. It's, it's, it's him. It's, it's them Mm -hmm. as musicians knowing each other. And you know, that's, that's a big thing. There was an interview with him. um, So the live with the quick album is one of my favorite Flectones albums. And on the DVD, there's him in the, in the in the 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 tour van or whatever, and he was talking about one of the pieces. I forget which piece it was, but he was talking about how even when they like repeat something in a song, he never wants it to be the same. Right. Like if if the, if the chorus comes back, either you do it louder or you do it softer or you you do it with you know staccato notes as opposed to legato notes. There's always something different to give the audience something to latch on to. That's, I mean, you don't get much different than that. Every single and, one and, is different. And that's the big thing with like mainstream music versus non-mainstream mm-hmm. music is that mainstream mu- music sit in a certain recipe of composition in order to put the music out there so people will turn on the radio and listen to it. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure if you take different songs from different artists, whether they wrote them or not, and you look at how it's written you have that same recipe built into it because it's what works for the radio or for the mainstream or the Mm -hmm. average listener. And, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because Mm -hmm. it works and it's working and people are making money off it. People are enjoying it. People listen to it. Mm -hmm. But to have a group that's kind of like, all right, we're going to play this. This is going to repeat. Don't repeat it. Like (laughs) repeat it. But you know, but make don't it repeat it, you know, like make it different. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a cool thing. And that's a, I think that's what this is also all about is that we're showing you that we do love the mainstream stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's where it comes from. That's why I think Bella Fleck and the Flex Homes, I, it, your introduction of your introduction to me of them was like a jumping off point in getting to, the other artists that I may have listened to because I wasn't mm-hmm. stuck in this. I'm going to go put on the radio station and listen to popular music. And not that I did that a lot because I preferred to put an album on and listen to the whole album versus, you mm-hmm. know, the radio. But that introduction was like, oh, okay, there's other people out there that are doing really, really cool things yeah. that we're not getting a chance to hear, you know? Right. So that I like Bella. I do too. Um, so we're going to move along to another one. This one has a little bit more of um, the Alash uh, ensemble in it. 
This one they took uh, a very popular hymn uh, or tune, uh, What Child Is This, which is the same as Greensleeves. Um, and they they mixed in, and I didn't write it down, and I'm, I'm going to kick myself for not <laughs> writing it down. Hang on one second. Let me look I would like you see. I would like to see you kick yourself. <laughs> I think that would be impressive. That would be something I would put on YouTube and show, watch <laughs> Kyle kick himself. So this is called uh, What Child Is This? And they mix it up with a um, a Tuvan, I believe it's a Tuvan, uh, how, I'm not, I mean, maybe it's Christmas, I don't know what they they celebrate, but it's called, the, the Tuvan song is called Dingle Die. Um, and this little section of this piece is when Jeff Coffin takes over on the saxophone. And there's something about when he takes over, I, I just, I listen to this on repeat every year because his sound and, and the way he just takes command of this after all this weird stuff is just so impressive. So this is, uh, what child is this? he does differently than other people but the sound that he gets out of that is just I, he's gotta I be know. he's gotta have I mean his his mouthpiece plays a huge factor mm. and he's gotta either be baking his own reeds mm. which allows him to figure out the best thickness of the reed in order to produce that sound and it's yeah. the horn I mean, there's so mm -hmm. many different horns out there that are made, you know, some lean towards classical, some lean towards jazz, yet some that are middle mm -hmm. of the road. But that sounds more like it's, it, I feel like he could do that with any horn because he has the right mouthpiece and reed. That's how, that just, I'm not, I play saxophone. I'm not saying I'm the mm -hmm. most amazing saxophonist out there. I will never say that. But just from listening to him and knowing what I have to do to give myself or get the sound that I like for classical music, it's right. all about the mouthpiece and the reed. If I put a jazz mouthpiece on my horn and try to do classical, I'm not getting what I want. There's not enough mm -hmm. air in there or the way it is and stuff like that. So, and the reed plays a huge factor. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's as, that's just my opinion based upon sound. Anybody can correct me. 
<laughs> I don't I don't play reed instruments, so yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. But he's just he's phenomenal. And does yeah, and he, he plays really he'll play two saxophones at once too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, it's usually like a tenor or a, and a soprano or or an alto when it's at yeah. A, it's I think it's usually tenor and yeah. alto is usually what he does. I don't think he does a um, straight soprano. I think he does the curve. No, I've seen him with a straight one. I've seen yeah, him I've straight. Seen a straight one. I've seen him play sopranino as yeah, well. I've seen him play that as well. Yeah. So, so I what I loved about that is green sleeves was there, but it wasn't. Yeah. Like it was like we knew it was green sleeves. We knew we were gonna play green sleeves, but it was like oh. Mm-hmm. That's subtle. Like it was just, and I love yeah. the throat singing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something just exploded in my room. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It's all right. Not a big <laughs> deal. Anyway, but I, I love the throat singing. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So we're going to start bringing this back home and getting back to normal. Why? Why be normal? Abby normal. Um, <laughs> Did you get the, gonna, what, what's, what was the name of the brain? Abby Abby what? <laughs> Abby normal? Abby normal? <laughs> There's a little goodness. more, a little more, uh, um, you know, horror horror from young Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Even though by the time you're hearing this, it's no longer. How it's long? the day after. Still a horror. <laughs> um, I, I don't know that we could do a Christmas episode without this tune. Um, I'm just going to play it. It's another Bela Fleck and Fleck Tones off the same album, but uh, one of my favorite versions of this. Second verse, Victor takes over and does, you know, basically that on the bass. And even that, like, it's still Linus and Lucy, but it's not. It There's still, rhythmically, it's different. Okay, so as a pianist or pianist, mm-hmm. um, is it a difficult part? Is it a difficult piece to play? I've always heard it is. It's rhythmic. It's not rhythmically, yes. Okay. Uh, it, it's the it's really the coordination between the left hand and the right hand that's the problem, but the left hand separately is not a big deal, and the right hand by itself is not a big deal, but the rhythm is different between the two hands, and they don't. You really need to have good indep- hand independence to to play it. That's what I've heard. So to hear it like not on a piano and have them play the mm-hmm. separate parts is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the the third I'm very because... I'm very lucky so far you have not picked anything that I would have chosen <laughs> Sweet. Um, when they when they go into the third verse it's very bluegrassy I guess but it's they instead of keeping the rhythm straight they throw in like triplets and it's it's it almost feels like they're trying to like mash in a lot of notes so just put a little bit of this mm-hmm. 
you know, Bail on the banjo's playing straight notes and Victor's playing kind of like, you know, the, the, the triplets around it. So it, it, it's that really kind of weird, uneasy feeling. And when they finally resolve that, it's like, oh, we're finally home. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's kind of how I wanted to start to bring this home. Um, and I'm going to close with a right turn or a uh, left turn. Uh, I don't know. Um, a blue turn. How about that? Okay. Um, so when I was in college, I heard this song on the radio. I never knew who did it. And back when we were in college, you know, this, like we barely had internet. So I really had no way to like, (laughs) you know, I had no way to like go home and like, look it up. Back in our day, we didn't have the internet. We had Lycos as our search engine. Like Google wasn't around and. Like there was no Shazam. You had to sign on to AOL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to have a CD before you could do that to so get the free minutes. Um, but yeah, so I I kind of thought I knew who this was. I was right, but it took me years to finally hear the song. Now I'm curious what you're talking about. So I was in. Do you remember Mr. Cheapos? Oh yeah. So, Mr. Cheapos, for those that don't know, was a... C- I don't know if they're still around. They had two stores, one in Comac and one in Minneapolis. I drove by the Comac sold- one. I don't remember if they were still there. I was going to drive... Okay. I, I may be driving by it just by chance in the next few days. I'll let you know. All right. Um, but they sold used CDs, and I would go there all the time. And records and, and vinyls. And records and vinyls and, and all sorts of other stuff. But I was going through like the stuff, and if you remember... I don't, Do you remember like the This Is Christmas CDs mm-hmm. back in the day? So I found This Is Christmas and I flipped it over and I went, huh, I wonder if that's the song I've been looking for for all these years. And it was. Um, so this happens to be my favorite Christmas song of all time. And I'm going to play it for you now. Play it. Comes the time for Christmas and I really have to ask If this is feeling merry, how much longer must it last? I wish a one-horse open sleigh Would come carry me away But I've been waiting here all day And one just hasn't come my way Now excuse me if I'm not being reverent But I was hoping for a miracle to hold me, wash me Save me from a righteous doubt as I watch helpless And everybody sings if it's Hanukkah or Kwanzaa Harvest or December 25th Peace on earth to everyone And abundance to everyone You're with La la da 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 got it yeah that's who i thought it was and well you I know what couldn't. it is it's his voice yeah it's forget his voice, forget for about sure. everything else for a second if you'd know his voice yep well enough and at the time that this came out they were still kind of like i think getting traction yeah yeah because yeah. I, I i do like them i like them when they came out and I when do. they were playing yeah I, yeah their stuff is great their stuff is great and it's also you know i'm a big guy so to see a big guy with a bunch of harmonicas mm-hmm. make me even happier yeah, yeah, and, and what so what threw me off was like, like there's no harmonica until the very, very end. Yes, yes. it's like, oh, and I love the ending where he's overlapping all of his parts. But it's at just, some uh, point, you could almost say that it's almost like bare naked ladies. 
Yeah. You could. And, and I'll tell you this. I almost put some bare naked ladies on this. I was very close to doing that. And I, went, eh. I figured I, I, I know Nick and Nick is a big bare naked ladies fan. So I figured he's probably the better person to do bare naked ladies. Yeah, that would be so fun. I'll, yeah. I'll let, let him to do that. But uh, so by, by the way, Nick's coming back. Um, yeah, we have a we few. We have, so, that, so you have more songs or that one you want to attend? That was the last one. Well, I've, I've got one to go out with. OK, cool. That um, was the last one for my list. We're going to bring back Nick. Uh, Kyle's Nick, not my brother Nick. Um, unless I can get a hold of him and he can join us again, uh, we have we're gonna bring back Darren. Yep. Um, this is gonna be separate episodes because we do want to do a Darren Nick episode because we want them to. I, uh, I definitely want to do. Yeah, that. but I want to do that outside of the holiday realm and just kind of like mm-hmm. talking music. And then we have a friend of mine, but Kyle kind of knows her. Like I think as he was transitioning into college, like at transferring out of the college we were in together, she came in. Um, she is a local Long Island girl who has, re- she's a talented, um, flutist, flautist, I should say, flautist. And she has, um, you know, I'm not going to really get into what she has. We're, I, I'm looking forward to her coming on and chatting with us and sharing yeah. what she's doing on Long Island, uh, with music. And, and then after that, we're just going to continue to talk holiday. We do have a special episode coming up in December, but we won't really talk about that too much. Um, it's still being worked on. And then, um, yeah, we're going to just, we'll go from there. It'll be fun. It'll be a nice little like short season and we'll yeah. celebrate the new year and then we'll come back for our second season. And I have a strange feeling that Victor Wooten may be the, the catalyst for that season. Yeah, I think he will be. Yeah. So, which I do owe um, a friend a gift and you a gift. So I have to get on that too. I've been a little slacker on that one. Eh, I don't need no gifts. I, I don't need no stinking gifts. I don't need <laughs> no stinking gift. Um, speaking, have you started the new book yet? I have not. Uh, partially because it's been crazy busy, but now that yeah. things have kind of lined up, I'm very tempted to do the audio book. I, I've been meaning to look to see if there's. Yeah, no I haven't looked I to haven't. see yet. If there's not, then I will start reading it soon. Um, I have my glasses now, so I can see things. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Um, thank you for sharing this journey of your Christmas music, and I know we're gonna get more as we go along. Quite a journey. But but it was like, it was like it was like we were going up the slow part of the roller coaster, uh-huh. and then we got to the top, and it just went crazy and then it took that turn into the loop and we come back yep and then all of a sudden it was like boom we're back to normal <laughs> blue traveler, yep. blue traveler, which yep. still isn't a hundred percent normal in a sense because no no because it's not really a... no no blues traveler what was the name of the most popular album they had it was um um it had the blue cat on it i think yeah um four wasn't it boys four? of four or something or that was the name of the song anyway so it was it had hook and run around on it yeah, which were uh, played on the radio, which I was shocked they were played on the radio as often as they were. But at that time, they yeah. were. Now I need to look it up. because Next week, we'll go through my journey. Mine may not be as much as a roller coaster <laughs> as more as train stops on a coastal tour. <laughs> it is called four. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not as... Uh, as I've said in previous episodes... I like holiday music, but I don't sit and listen to holiday music. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about anybody else in their areas, but our radio stations, once like November hits, holiday music is playing. 
typically it does start 24 seven after Thanksgiving. Um, but it, it starts pretty early. I'm the type of person that Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas, that's when I listen to holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say, like this broke my rule. Like my rule is December 1st is Christmas. Like, yeah. That's when you, you're allowed to start playing Christmas music. Um, and I, I mean, you and I both work retail. I don't remember what, what, um, what they did. I remember I had one job where November 1st we were, we had to play Christmas music. And I was like, yeah, no, I think that's the case now because I mean, even in the stores, Mm -hmm. like the Halloween stuff is on sale already and we're not even past Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was, I was so excited to find the, the Bela Fleck album because you know, you get the same, the same stuff over and over and over again. And then you find something like that where, and it was, I mean, I was working in a music store. It's like, you know, I wanted to be promoting stuff other than, right. you know, Andy Williams, and, <laughs> you know, and we're not, we're not, pu- we're not putting down that stuff. No, that not at all. It's just, it's just, I, I hear it too much and I want there's right. other stuff that we could be listening to. Right. So cool. Thank you. Yeah. Is it, it was for letting me share the. It nonsense. was a good ride. I'm, I, you know, no, it's not nonsense. It's, it's. A, Are you telling me running Stimpy is not nonsense? No, it's not nonsense. <laughs> it sure is. No. Stimpy. <laughs> it's not nonsense. It was running Stimpy back in the day. That's what our thing was. It sure was. You know, I just love what they 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 try to take gross words and make them funny. Like, <laughs> and they had. I, I still kick it over. They had an orchestra and a choir. But that, but the thing is, is in comedic. I mean, look at Family Guy. Look yeah. at Seth MacFarlane. How big of a musician he is, mm-hmm. and like Family Guy and his show Orville, the space. Mm-hmm. Like they have, they have fantastic composers and orchestra. They do. Yeah, but there's a difference between Family Guy and Run and Stimpy. <laughs> but it, 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 back then they were popular, so why not? Yeah, I guess. You know, I mean, think about it. All of a sudden, like Metallica is playing with a full orchestra. How many years later? You know, that yeah, was one thing. My, that was one thing my grandfather said as a as a musician. I mean, he was the, the opera singer, and he said, "You know, you know, you've made it when your music has become symphonic." Mm-hmm. And he's right. I mean, like, but like, who would think that you'd be listening to Metallica with a full orchestra behind it? And enjoy yeah. it, not just even yeah. like just listen to it yeah. and be like, "Oh, okay, great, they did it." It's like you enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know. And I know you don't like the Beatles, but even on the symphonic end, they do yeah. uh, the, they do a great job with it. They really do, you know. Yeah. So, um, on that note, long story short, I was sitting at dinner last week, and I need to mm-hmm. share this because it made me oh boy laugh. <laughs> I was talking to um, a group. We were at dinner. and we we're all about the same age. And, um, I have a, for me, I have a young, I have, I'm an older father. So my son is young. He's, he's five years old, but these two gentlemen had kids that are in their teens and we're sitting there and he says, so I'm talking to my kid and they're like, dad, can you do me a favor and put on the oldie station? And like, really? And so they throw on the oldie station and they're like, Oh great. It's Weezer. That's an oldie. Kyle, we are those people that the music. I know, I know. Twenty something years ago is considered oldies. They're on the oldies I station. I know. Yeah, help us, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, Blues Traveler Four came out in '94. That's uh, like that's 20... almost thirty years ago. Yeah, it's going to be yep, thirty years old in 2024. Yep. 
right? Good Lord. I'm going to be 44. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I got 10 years out on that album. Uh, all right. Unless uh, you want to read it. You want to leave me the closing? No, I have no idea where it is. Of course you don't. That's, that's what happens. It's still in that Google Doc. I, can't, <laughs> I don't know what Google Doc it is. We have so many of those. I know it's in Notion somewhere. I think it might be in the template of Notion, but I don't even know. I, I have so many windows open, I couldn't find Notion. It, if I it might be on the one that's titled Questions and Closing, but, you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, But I don't know where that... that that file is right. in scavenger our hunt for next week. Cacophony of <laughs> folders. All right. Oh, well then I guess I'll read it. So, um, unless you have anything else you'd like to share. Well, I do. I'm going to share one at the end. Like we normally do, but okay. I'll talk about that after you do your little thing. Cool. Um, unless you want me to do it now. You can do it at the end. I'll just read the, I'll read the closing real quick. Um, as a reminder, um, my name is CJ and I'm sitting here with, Kyle. Kyle. As he waves to the screen that you cannot see, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, thank you for the journey thank that you, you put us on and uh, it's propelling us forward into the next few weeks. Yeah. Yep, thank you for listening to Turn On The Music, the podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Follow us on Twitter at Turn On The Music and on Instagram at Turn On The Music Podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music. Enjoy Victor Wooten's rendition of The Christmas Song. Thank mm-hmm. you.